listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, mini episode number 19. Kill Lord's here with the one, the only, the guy who was rushing me this morning to get started, John Brownstone. That's right. I'm ready to hit the ground and get this done. I would say you're, you're being a slave driver, but we're not in that kind of dynamic. Maybe you just don't know it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a moment. <laughs> A big thanks to our kinky patrons over at patreon.com slash Kayla Lords for making this episode possible. This week, we're sharing five things plus a bonus tip that we think you should keep in mind when you are uh, setting up kinky scenes. Welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. We'd love it if you'd come back again and again. And if you decide to feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. We're on all of them. Uh, You can follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS in the number one, so that's LovingDS1, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM. All links are in the show notes at LovingBDSM.net. And I will go ahead and say, if you hear grunting, snoring, or other... Mm, noises it's probably lola she has decided that she needs to be two feet away from us while we record so here we are (laughs) okay so some things for people to keep in mind about kinky scenes whether you are planning your very first one or it's been a while and you're coming back to it i mean in some places the plague has slightly lifted a bit so some people might be uh planning some kinky scenes yep uh number one Kinky scenes can be simple, or they can be very elaborate, or they can be anywhere in between. Yeah, they. Yeah, the simplest scene, from just a hand spanking, to the most elaborate scene where you're role playing and in costume and all that. It's all the scene. It, it's whatever you want it to be. It is just like we talk about DS being on a spectrum. Scenes are on a spectrum too. They they can be anything you want it to be. And what it comes down to is what makes you happy, what you enjoy, and have a good time doing. Exactly. And just a reminder, for scenes, while there's a lot of physicality to much of it, it's mostly mental. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, you don't need much. A tone, a look in an eye, maybe your hand. And you can have a whole scene. Yep. Uh, Number two, there's no set amount of time required for a scene to last. Yeah, there's there's no rule book that says a scene has to last X amount of time. It it can be again anything. I've seen seen scenes that last of several minutes. Mm-hmm. I have seen scenes. <laughs> wow, that's a mouthful for me. That last 45 minutes to an hour. And if you're at the dungeon doing a scene or you're in a play party with shared equipment, you might have a time limit anyway because you've got to yes. give other folks a turn on the stuff. Most most dungeons that I've been to usually give you about a 45-minute mm-hmm, mm-hmm. time for the equipment. Which I'll say from my perspective on a personal note, that's about all I need for a public scene. Mm-hmm. Now, at home, I'm a greedy girl. I'm like, why are we yeah, stopping? You are. I know we listen <laughs> to an entire album on repeat, but I'm not done yet. Can't you keep going and you're over here like i'm dehydrated my arm hurts can i stop (laughs) number three before you start the scene it's important to have at least an outline or an idea of what that scene will be now to me that's half the fun right there Mm. planning it out you know it it's something that kind of noodles in my mind um from from the outset 
of what's going to happen, what toys I'm going to use, mm-hmm. you know, what positions you're going to be in. So, you know, it's, it, it's good to have an idea. Uh, you know, none of it has to be set in stone, Mm-mm. but it, it, it is kind of a, a nice thing to have it laid out. And what's even more fun about that, you know, going back to the mental aspect of it, I will tease you about certain aspects and, and certain toys that I'm going to use. So you, you kind of build, able to, you know, by planning it, you can also use that to your advantage of building some uh, mental anticipation. and. Uh, let's just call it what it is, mind-fuck mind your partner. <laughs> now, a lot of that on having an idea in your head, an outline of what the scene will be, yes, does fall on the Dahmer top. Um, To a certain extent, the submissive may need to also have an idea. So they're different. It's different in every circumstance. So if you are brand new to playing with one another or brand new to the idea of a scene, submissives need to know a great deal more than they might need or want to know once you've been playing together for a, a long time, once the relationship is established. In a moment where it's literally just negotiating a play scene, maybe at a party mm-hmm. or a club or whatever, and it's this is not a dom-sub power exchange long-term relationship thing, but this is more like we are top and bottom, we're both trying to get what we need out of this, that bottom is going to know a lot more details because they're going to also be saying, okay, you're allowed to use this item, but not that item. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to hit or strike or touch or whatever here, but not there. So um, the other point to make about having an idea or an outline is it should just be an outline. If you try to choreograph every moment, every word, every motion that you make down to the, the tiniest detail, it's not going to work out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's almost impossible to um, to plan it to that depth and then have it to the still, nth degree. Right. And still yeah. have it be a, a good scene for everybody. I'm sure there are people out there who have managed it, but the, the vast majority of us cannot do that. So an outline mm-hmm. is really all you need. Number four, while you're scening, adjust the scene and that outline you had in your head as needed uh, with caveats. I just want to add that parenthetical mm-hmm. with caveats. We'll get to the caveats. So. Yeah. And, you know, adjusting, being being able to adjust on the fly is something that's very important um, because you never know, you know, each scene, you may plan the same scene that you did a week ago for the following week, which is fine. But there are so many things that can affect that, whether it's mental health, physical health, emotional um you know, where somebody is at emotionally at the time, that all makes for differences. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's very unlikely that the same scene will play out the same way. And you have to be open to being able to adjust to that. Um, you may have a favorite toy. Let's just use a crop as an example. And your bottom loves getting wailed on with that crop. Well, there may be a time when something's going on and they may not be able to take that and you may need to scale back and change to something else. So you have to be able to keep open and be fluid with your scene. It's not a reflection on either the top or the bottom. It's just the way it happens. It's just the way it is. Yes, and the caveats I mentioned are to adjust, you need to adjust 
within the known boundaries of both parties, within the yes. acceptable ways of play with both parties. We have read advice both in the new bottoming book and the new topping book by Janet Hardy and Dossie Easton, both of which have been subjects of Kinky Book Club over on our YouTube channel. Um, they recommend that if you're going to make an adjustment, it still needs to be the type of play you've already discussed. This is especially true in top bottom negotiated pickup play kind of situations. Mm -hmm. um, you need to stay within the parameters of what was agreed upon when you started. Now, in a relationship like ours, you know, to the extent that I know, all of the things I'm okay with, all sure. of the things I'm not. So your mm -hmm. adjustment can be a lot broader sure. than somebody who's just met or a first time scene or a new relationship or casual play or whatever. So that adjustment that you might need to make to deal with the reality of your time together right now, not don't compare it to last week, don't compare it to what to last year, like just don't do it, it's not gonna help anybody. Um, has a lot of context around it. Mm -hmm. So that's something to keep in mind. Uh, number five, I hope, I hope this goes without saying, but we're gonna say it anyway, whatever your kinky scene, always discuss and get consent between both partners before you ever get started. That is so important. That that is This is one of the most important things about any scene. Before you do anything, have full consent and, and realize that Consent isn't one and done. It is ongoing. It is something that needs to be talked about. Also, if you are in the middle of a scene and your bottom says, I want you to do this or, and, or do that, which is somewhat outside the norm or had not been negotiated, it is not time to bring that into the scene. Next time you're... you're negotiating the scene then you talk about it consent is paramount without it nothing happens nothing should happen that's right. for sure and part of that consent is as you said consent is ongoing so don'ts mm -hmm. tops you need to be checking in during that scene make sure both of you are still on the same page mm -hmm. subs Part of the, the discussion, part of the discussion for both tops and subs, but subs need a way to stop all play easily. If you do not discuss a safe word prior to the start of the scene, then no and stop count. Mm -hmm. If no and stop are part of play, like the struggle is part of the play and part of the scene, then you need a way to indicate that it is over. Also, a dom can call the scene. A top can call the scene. Yes. If they hit their limit, if something's not right with them, if it's if they can't go any further, they get to go, okay, I'm noping out of this. Mm -hmm. Now, should there be a discussion between you as soon as you are both able to? Of course there should be. Should what we're about to say in our bonus tip immediately kind of go into play? Probably. Mm -hmm. But it is not just the submissive who gets to withdraw their consent mid-scene if they need to. A dom can do it too. You have right. done that. I have before. done that. Right. And, and the other thing, caveat I just wanted to to point out real quick is consent goes both ways you know you hear a lot about the fact that you know you have to have consent from the sub well the same goes for the for the top for the dom they have to consent to a scene doms have limits too mm -hmm. all right certain things they are not comfortable with things that are hard limits for them so if they're approached by a bottom that wants a particular kind of play and, and you're not comfortable comfortable with it, you are within your rights mm -hmm. to not give consent to do that. Yep. 
goes both ways. Two-way mm-hmm. street. Okay, bonus tip. Ah, I like bonuses. I know you do. <laughs> Make a plan for aftercare before the scene. Talk about it as part of negotiations. Then follow through based on what you both agree to do. And also, aftercare is for both the sub and the dom. Everybody yeah. needs aftercare. Now, I have run into a few people who don't like aftercare. They want their scene and they go their merry way. But planning for aftercare is something that is so very important. Now, you know, if you're um, someone that just met for a a single-time play and, you know, you don't want that aftercare, maybe you have a friend. Mm -hmm. This is the time for a kink community. For, uh, you know, for later, someone that you can call the next day and talk to or hang out with. But, you know, aftercare is so important. Uh, for many people, and it is something that should be negotiated. You know, some people like certain drinks, certain kinds of food to nibble on. Some Some people want to be left alone. Some people want to be cuddled. Yeah. Some people don't want you. Mm -hmm. They want their bestie who's watching from the wings. Like, there's all kinds of ways to do aftercare. and, and, And there are doms who would like aftercare as well and need it yeah which we've done entire episodes on aftercare we're not going to get into it here mm-hmm. we're going to try and keep to our these are many yeah but i wanted to put that in as a definite like sure. let's not forget this because it comes after the kink scene but it should mm-hmm. be talked about before it should be dealt with after so right the and a lot of people will say the kink scene the full kinky scene the time limit of, of it is when negotiations start through the end of aftercare, mm-hmm. and that's actually the scene. Yeah. And I can see that. I mean, let, let's face it. A lot of times a sub during a scene will slip into aftercare. It, it's only – or Subspace. Subspace, yeah. thank you. Uh, they'll slip into subspace. And, you know, as part of their aftercare, it's only right to stay with them until they kind of come down from that high. Right, until they can – be on their own. I think right. that's a safety thing. Yes. So before we get rambly, because y'all know how we mm-hmm. are, we're gonna stop there. Those are our technically six things, tips, tricks, pieces of information. I don't know what to call it. Words are hard. It's too <laughs> early in the morning. Uh, for kink scenes. So yeah. hopefully that helped you out. I'll try to um, link to as many things where we have talked about setting up scenes, going through scenes, blah, 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 in other episodes. So if you want to deep dive into this topic, you can. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.